So last night, we had a uh, fascinating Gemara. Fascinating Gemara. The Gemara said, Gemara said that, that Klal Yisrael actually were shutfim in world domination with the Romans. Which means, we started talking about this Yontif Karatasim, or whatever, however you pronounce it, Nazan style. That is the, the, there is a drive to say it that way. Kratisim. Uh, Kratisim. 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 Okay, that's what our school says, that's what it is. So, this Yontif is a day that Rome seized world domination, which is one of two days. We said last night that Rome actually dominated the world in two stages. Stage one was the beginning of the defeat of the Yavanim, which was a dealt a blow dealt to them by the Hashmanaim. And that over a long period of time led to Rome's ultimate downfall, their ultimate demise. And finally at the end of that period, Rome took over totally. But Rome couldn't wrestle the power away from Greece 100% until they gave the Yidden Shutfus. And for 26 years, we said last night, the Romans and the Yidden shared power. They had a power-sharing arrangement. If one of them is the king, the other one will be the ministers, and if the other one's the ministers, the other one will be the king. And we said last night that there was this power-sharing arrangement for a while, and the Gemara says, and we are, I would say, like 10 lines before the lines get really wide on Chesam and Beis. The Gemara says, Esrin Vishis Shinin, for 26 years, Kamulu Behem Lusayu. The Romans kept their word. Which means it wasn't a contest. The Romans could have defeated Kleister, although, you know, it was not simple for them. We know from like the Hashmanayim revolt that we know from Bar Kokhba, we know from several revolts that the Yidin did. It weren't an easy defeat, but the, it was understood. And the Romans said, okay, for 26 years we played nicey nice. And then after 26 years, the Romans said, uh, no more. Mikan ve'elich ishtabdu bahu. After those 26 years, the Romans just dominated Klau Yisrael, and we know how that ended. Now, what was the Romans thinking when they honored the pact with Klau Yisrael? And what was the thinking when they decided to step aside from the pact? And um, what, do you, what do you call, uh, ab- what do we call when they abrogated the treaty? Abrogate? Okay, help me. When, when, like, when Hitler like, decided not to be in the Treaty of Stalin and were abrogated? That's the word? Sounds good. Yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Claudius, um, um, uh, yeah, it wasn't Eisgebacht, it was like, Avegemacht. Yeah, if you want that word. Huh? Um, so after 26 years, the Romans did now, because the Gemara says, there's no event. If there would be an event, yeah. At, I mean, when they got rid of the. Trade. At the end of the twenty-six years, yeah. What? No, they had the two, uh, the two Hellenistic brothers were fighting, and one of them invited the Romans in, and that was the end of it. 
Uh, well, we're going to do the math later. Back to Wikipedia. No, no, no. Yeah, so at that point, like the Wikipedia and us, we don't have the same version anymore. <laughs> Listen to Rabbi Katz. He has the whole thing. Like there was a there was a civil war between the two princes or whatever it is. Aristobulus and Hyrcanus. Yeah, and then one of them said, <coughs> John Hyrcanus right. and Aristobulus. Yeah. yeah, one of them said, "Listen, come on in on my side," and then that was that was it for the Jewish rule over. Uh... Math don't work. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's the fun stuff awaiting you on okay. Tesla Alf. So, the, so what I'm, I'm I'm saying is not to be a stickler. It sounds like the Romans completely decided this on their own. If something happens to you, it's not a decision you make. The Gemara wants to know, since Rome did this unilaterally, they honored the treaty for a while unilaterally, and then they ditched the treaty. That's the word I really want to do. That's not such a scientific word. Then they ditched the treaty unilaterally. It wasn't because of a Misa Shahaya. And therefore asks the Gemara, what was their rationale for honoring the treaty while they did? And what was the rationale for dumping the treaty when they did? Says the Gemara, At first, when they kept the deal, what was their rationale? And in the end, when they dumped the deal, oh, what was the rationale? So Gemara says, In the beginning, they honored the Pasuk, Nisa v'nelcha, let us travel and go over Elchel and Agdecha, and I will, I will travel next to you. So that's what Esav and Yaakov did with each other, Rome and, and Yisrael being represented by Esav and Yaakov. So the Pasuk of Nisav and Elchel and Elchel and Agdecha is a Pasuk that we can taka, travel in unison. And that's what they, that Pasuk was their mantra for 26 years. Ulipsav Darish. Then Esau, Rome, read the Pasuk. No, no, no. Remember Yaakov said to Esau, you go first, you take the lead. That, that, that's the way it should be. After 26 years, Rome decided that the real way that history should unfold is by Rome taking the lead. So that was the story. That's the end of the sentence we started last night. That Rome that Rome wrestled world domination away from Greece. And, you know, like we know from Daniel, from Sefer Daniel, that is the last world empire to have complete world domination. And we're still under that world domination. We're under under Western rule, which is Rome, which is Europe, which is Romance languages, which is, you know, the culture we're in today. And... And they, for 26 years, kept their word to the Jews, and 26, and afterwards didn't. Asks the Gemara, Esrin v'shis shnin, those 26 years, where do we know the 26 years, where do we know that this, where there was 26 years of Roman partnership with the Yiddin? And the answer to this question is not going to be discussed until the last few words of this page. But we're going to take a number from the following brysa, and that number is going to be part of a math problem. The answer to that math problem was 26. So the number 26 is going to come from a subtraction, and this brysa being the number that we subtract, 180, says the Gemara. Minola.
the Amr of Kahana. Rav Kahana once told over. When Rav Yishmael Berbyesi was sick, there are several Gemaras and Shas that talked about Rav Yishmael Berbyesi's illness. And Rav Yishmael Berbyesi was apparently a repository of Muridiki Yediyas. And every time he was sick, or the one time he was sick, meaning there's many Gemaras that are referred to it. So either he was sick one time, and he got a lot of information out of it, and it's just divided over many Gemaras, or he was sick several times, and every time they were scared they were going to lose him, and they asked him, tell us, your, tell us all your pearls that you have hidden inside you, let us, let us have them. So one of the times in Shas where they picked Rabbi Shmuel Berbyesi's brain was here. Now Rabbi Shmuel Berbyesi, the Yaisi in Rabbi Shmuel is Rabbi Yaisi ben Chlafta. Rabbi Yaisi ben Chlafta is the author of Seder Eilam. It's the first brisa that talks about the history of the world. And, and it's, it's a very, very early source. And it has all the dates and times of world history up until his point. So Rabbi Yaisi ben Chlafta was Mamish a repository. His son, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi, was our, our uh, portal to that repository. So they, once upon a time, asked Rosh Hashanah Rebbe, you knew, tell us something. Shochulei, Rebbe, Rebbe told him, and Moralonu, Shnayim Vishlesha Dvarim, come on, tell us two or three things, Sha'amarlonu Mishamavuch, that you can tell us from your father, the Tana, Rebbe Yisim and Chalafta, the Machaber of Seder Eilam. So he said, fine, I am going to give you a countdown, a timeline of the demise of Bayez Shemi, right? Nothing in history is a switch being flipped. It's not the pshat. One day, one day things are hunky-dory, and the next day things are toast. There's always an inexorable slide. And with the grand view of history, the broad view of history, you could identify when the slide begun, began, and you could see how it turned out in the end. So Shmuel Berbyesi said over from his father, Berbyesi and Chalafta, this is the timeline of the demise of Bayashemi. And it starts way back when. Says the Gemara, Amalu Meyo Shmeinim Shana, 180 years. 180 years. Kaidim Shanachav Habayis. Before the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Pashta Malchus Harishah Al Yisrael, the evil empire of Greece, or the evil empire. Let's leave it at that. Put uh, uh, extended their hand over Klal Yisrael. The evil empire um, uh, took over, and this is referring to Rome. One hundred eighty years. The evil empire, I mean, Greece isn't considered an evil empire because it didn't destroy the Beis Hamikdash. So that evil empire, the Romans, that destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, took over 180 years before Chorban Abayis. So the beginning of the end was 180 years. You know, when they write the end of the United States of America, it says, dude, Donald Trump was president. 200, you know, and, and you know, then it started over there, and then there was a rebellion. And then, you know, they're going to point like where like the... Uh, the, the, the peak was, and that, it was all downhill from there. So in the Churm Bayesheni, 180 years, no one saw the end 180 years before. 180 years before the bias was destroyed, Rome took over. Remember that number 180. 
um, Peishana, for a hundred years, that was okay. Peishana Shlichar of Habayis, 80 years before Chorban Habayis, anyone that's learning the Nazir will have a slight smile on their face, Gozru Tuma al Eretz Ha'amim. They were Gozru Tuma on Eretz Ha'amim. And there are different reasons brought why Chazal were Gezer Tom and Eretz Amim. Rashi in Nazir. If you don't know the Rashi, it's not bad. Not because it's Nazir. And not because Rashi is not Rashi. Because you haven't gotten there yet. Rashi and Daf Nundalit in Nazir says, because we didn't want people going into Chutzarts. Disincentivize Yerida. You, the minute you walk out, you're going to become Tommy. The Miri says another reason, fascinating reason. It says in Chutzaretz, the women are much more in Tiznos, and therefore they have much more miscarriages, or they purposely have a miscarriage, which means if a lady's pregnant, she can't tell her husband, so the baby miscarries, and they just bury it conveniently anywhere. So the, the land in Chutzaretz is littered with, with Tumah, is littered with Nephalim, and therefore... And the Tumma of the Eretz Amim has a Tumma in the land, much worse than an Eretz Yisrael. That's what the Miri says. But in either case, 80 years before the destruction of Bayashani, there were Gezer Tumma and Eretz Amim, Valkliz Achuchis. And on glass kalim, they come from dirt. Well, that's a, that's a different sugya, but that is. That is 80 years. So, so far, 180 years, they took over. After 80 years, they made these gzeris. Mem shana ad charav, 40 years before the bias was destroyed, golsa Sanhedrin v'yashvala b'chanus. The Sanhedrin vacated lishka sagazis, their perch on Harabayas, where the Sanhedrin sat, the Sanhedrin Agadol vacated Harabayas and went to Chanos. Rashi here says Chanos is a place, it's a name of a place. In other places, the Mepharshim say Chanos means a storefront. Like they, they vacated their Choshev, prestigious Malkam and Harabayas, and they went to like, you know, they rented a place in like an office park. There's, I, I read, compiled the list. 40 years before the Beis Amigdush was destroyed, Everything went to pot. And this is the list. The Gemara in Yuma, if you remember, said the doors of the Heichal popped open on their own. As if to say, there's no privacy, there's no control, there's no keeping who you want out. The doors of the Heichal just popped open on their own. Forty years before the bias was destroyed, Shmuel HaKatan made the bracha of Lam Al-Shinim. That the problem of the Tztukim and other people had gotten so bad, 40 years before the Chorim and Bayes, they needed to make the Bracha Lamashinim. 40 years before the Bayes was destroyed is when Reb Tzaddik began his fasting. If you remember the Gemara in Gittin, which we learned sometimes in Tisha B'Av, Reb Tzaddik began his fasting. If you remember the Gemara in Yuma says also that in good times, the Kayin Gadol stood between two sheep and picked two girls at once, one with his right hand, one with his left hand, and put the right one Lashem and the left one Lazazel. The girl didn't have to come out like that. But it was a wink from the Rebbein Shalom when it did come out that way. It was like, the Rebbein Shalom was like, I have this under control. You're going to get the La Hashem in your right hand, and you're going to get the La Zazel 
in your left hand. You're not going to have to do a switcheroo. In fact, for the beginning of the base, I make this for the first 80 years, it was always was consistently Lashem came up in the right hand. The last 40 years, Lashem didn't come up ever in the right hand. In the last 40 years, the, the, the red string, which we looked to turn white, when the Sa'ir Lazaza was pushed down the Tzuk, never turned white. As in Hashem was not accepting Er Kapara. For the last 40 years, the Ner Maravi and the Beis Hamikdash did not burn. In fact, all of these caused Rabbi Yechem and Zakai to comment, At that time, Rabbi Yechem and Zakai Chap, the Beis Hamikdash is going to be destroyed. So in the Gemara we're discussing here, 40 years before the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the Sanhedrin voluntarily vacated the Lishkas Hagazis. What's the thinking? For what goal? For what ends? What was the, what was the need? What was the practicality of, Chaza, of, the, of the Sanhedrin vacating? <coughs> they no longer judged Dine Kenosis. Says the Gemara, Dine Kenosis You think? That 40 years before the destruction of Bayesheni, they stopped doing Dine Kenosis. A Kenas, the definition of a Kenas is anytime you're not paying 100% value of what you've done. So if I smash your car and cause $500 damage, I pay you $500, that's not a Kenas. Anytime you're paying a flat rate or an inflated rate or a deflated rate. So for instance, Dalit Vehei is a kanas. Because I didn't damage four sheep of yours. <coughs> I damaged one sheep and I'm still paying four. That's a kanas. Uh, that pays 50, 50 shekel, kesef. That's a kanas. It's a flat fee. It can't be the same for everybody. That's a kanas. Chatsi is a kanas because it's not 100%. Shloishim Shkolem Shal Evid is a kanas. All these Dine Nezikin that are not value. They're either above the value, below the value, they're Dine Kenosis. So they stopped judging Dine Kenosis. That's why they left the Harabais. That's why they left the Lishkas Agazis, because that would, so to speak, eviscerate, that would, so to speak, take away their power, eviscerate, really, that would, so to speak, take away their power to Don Dine Kenosis. So they left. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? Dine Kenosis Salkadaitach? You think that's when Dine Kenosis ended? I will show you that hundreds of years later, they were donning Dine Kenosis. In fact, Vaham, Rabbi Yehuda Amarav, state like this. Baram, just, even though I once saw someone say Baram means like Barama, like in a high spot, like give him very, very high credit. Zachar Isish Lutaiv, remember him for good. His name was Rabbi Huda Ben Baba. Shilmolehu, if it wouldn't be for him, we would have forgotten Dine Knossis. Says more Nishtakhu. Learn it back up again. What do you mean Nishtakhu? Nishtakhu Ligersinu, learn it up. Why would we forget it? No, no, Elabitlu Dine Knossis. Dine Knossis would become bottled because. Dine Kenosis require smicha. And 
Smicha is a direct chain from Moshe Rabbeinu. And once the direct chain from Moshe Rabbeinu of Smicha is broken, we no longer can perform certain judicial functions. Amongst them is Kenosis. And in the days of Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, the Smicha chain was mamish threatened to extinction. And if it wouldn't be for the heroic efforts of Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, Smicha would have been bottled, and it would have caused an entire area of Tyra to be not Negea anymore. To be... Divisiated. No, E-V. To be like Masulik. Like, took it out. Yeah, there you go. Says the Gemara, what happened? Because Shegazer Malchazer Shagzer, the evil empire made Xera. Anyone that gives smicha should be killed. Anyone that receives smicha should be killed. And the city that hosts the smicha ceremony should be destroyed. And the general vicinity, the whole tchum of the area where the smicha took place will be flattened. refused to let this happen, so what did he do? He tried to minimize the damage as much as possible. He sat between two mountains. This way, he's in no city. So at least no city is at risk of being destroyed. Between two huge cities. And he was in no one's tchum. So he spared a lot of collateral damage. Where was this? Between two cities. Between and he defied the Romans and gave smicha to five zikenim. Notice that word zikenim. Reb Meir, Reb Yehuda, Reb Yoisi, Reb Shimon, that's Reb Shimon, Reb Lozim and Shamua, Reb Avia Moisif Baf, Reb Nechemia. The Heilige Tanoim, from the greatest generation of Tanoim, he gave them all smicha. And he kept the chain going. Kevichi, Kiru, Behem, Oyevim, when the Romans sensed that the smicha had happened, you guys run for your life. You're, you're still capable of running. Bini Rutsu, run. I am like a stone that no one can turn over. Forget about me. They didn't move. Till they stuck in his body. Gimel meis luli noes shel barzel three hundred spears of iron, vasul gufei kikivra, and his body looked like a sieve. So that was the story. So let's talk about the story a little bit. So first of all, first of all, um, it says that that it says that Rebuter ben Bava got killed. The shaila is, or the mafarshim speak out. No, he's like the end of Rebudu Ben Bobo. For all those that you know, David Musaf and Machina with me. Yeah, he's one of the Serving Machas, yeah. Um, so, like this. Why didn't he run away? You're going to tell me he was old, they were young. It says Chamisha's Kenyan. So, if they were capable of running, he was capable of running. So, the Ian Yankov, the Mefarsh and the Ian Yankov, Yankov Reicher, the Shwas Yankov, says that he knew that he was going to get killed. But he, he stepped up to take the anger of the Romans, let, him, let, the, let it all out on me, 
and then you guys could survive, which means any of them could have ran the same way. He said, you run, I'll stay. I will absorb all their anger. They'll get it all out of me, and then you guys can move on. And that, that's, that's, what the, that's what the Ian Yankov says. This sprach of Ke'evin Shein Lehoivchim, we've said this before, B'Shem, later people, but I found it today from an earlier Makar from this Gemara. There's a Messiah amongst the Yidden that when a person is Makabal to die al Kiddush Hashem, he feels no pain. So in Chuvis Maram, the Maram Lublin says, this is the Makar, that he says, I was like a stone that no one turned, which means a stone doesn't feel pain. And he said, they made him like, I'm an Evan Shalehevchem, don't worry, I'm a Kabbal to die al Kiddush Hashem, and therefore he felt no pain in all those 300 spears, like a stone, Shein Lehevchem. Um, one last thing, then we'll talk about another thing, then we'll move on. There's Hak. Why was he able to be Meisr Nefesh like this? Which means you're not, it's not Gilead Rashi Chazaman Abedizar. According to the Rambam, you're not going to be Meisr Nefesh for something less than Let's say like a regular random guy would come over to you tomorrow and says, eat a cheeseburger, I'll kill you. So yes, some Rishayinim say, you could still do Kiddush Hashem and get killed for a cheeseburger. The Rambam Paskins, no, you can't. No, 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 you eat the cheeseburger. So the Shaili is, why did, why did Rebuda uh, Bimbava risk his life for something that's not from the Gimel Chamuris. So some people say it was a Shas Hashman, in which case everything becomes Gimel Chamuris. Others say that in order to protect an entire section of Tyra, that's something you can give your life up for. And if we would have been this battle, Dine Kenosis, there would be an entire section of the Tyra that now becomes not Negea, and that's how he did it. So that's the, that's the, basic, that's the basic story with Rehuda Ben Bava. About the Smicha thing. There's a famous Rambam in Hilchas Sanhedrin, Parak Dalat, Halachi Yed Aleph. She'im hiskimu kol gedolim she'ebe Eretz Yisrael, even if the chain of smicha for Moshe Rabbeinu has been broken, if all of the gedolim in Eretz Yisrael, if all of the Rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael would get together and be saimech, one person, now, the obvious question is, so why did Rita Ben Bava risk his life? It's not the end of Smicha. So, so let Smicha die out for this generation. We'll reinvigorate it at a different time. So they say that they were worried. Everyone's leaving Eretz Yisrael now. This is about to be the Gaulis. And therefore, we will never probably be able to assemble such G'daylam and Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, they knew about this Rambam. It's not a riot against the Rambam, but they, they figured that that wouldn't be Negeya. It sounds a little familiar, but I'm not sure. And the Rambam says at the end, the Rambam is saying a massive Chiddush without a Makar. He says, It needs more deliberation. It's known that in the 1500s, when, when there was the, all the G'dayim in the world weren't Tzvas, the G'dayim Tzvas, led by the Maribe Rav, wanted to get together and reinstate the Smicha. So the Maribe Rav re- got all the G'dayim and they gave the Bes Yosef, amongst other people, Smicha. 
This was met by fierce opposition from the Rabbani Yerushalayim, led by the Maral Bach, Mari, Mari, Levi ben Chaviv, and they put an end to it. But everyone knows that it's not by accident that the Bessia Yosef, who's the Shulchan Aruch, but whom we follow, you know, mamish, step by step, he is the guide for our lives, had smicha. It was an act of Ashgacha that the smicha was reinstated for like a, a blip, for a flash, for like a blitz of lightning. And in that little flash, the Beis Yosef got smicha. So that's, that's, the, that's the Ramam, that's the smicha. But the bottom line is, what are you talking about that they left the Lishkas HaGazes 40 years before the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed? And that's when Dine Kenosis stopped. You see, Rabbi Huda Ben Baba gave smicha to these Tanoim who were way after the Chorban Abayis. And smicha and Dine Kenosis were still alive. So the Gemara says, you're right, I'm wrong, that's not what I meant to say. Amr Nachmar Yitzchak, Loitema Dine Kenosis, El Shalidonu Dine Nefoshis. I didn't mean they didn't. Dan Dine Kenasa, I meant they didn't Dan Dine Nefashis. Dine Kenasis, you're right, lived on and well till well after the Chorban Abayas. What the Sanhedrin did by vacating the Lishkas Hagazis was to stop donning Dine Nefashis. Now, Taisus asks the Kashan, Taisus Dibra Maschal, Ella, Taisus says, What are you talking about? There's a Gemara, there's a Mishnah, Ben Ksubis, that they stopped donning Dine Nefashis only after Chorban Abayas. You're telling me it happened 40 years before Chorban Abayis? So Taisus has a fascinating zah. Taisus says that for the last 40 years, before Chorban Abayis, yes, they vacated Lishkas HaGazis. They didn't sit there. They were in a chanos. They didn't dan din in But periodically, when, when they needed to, they went back into Lishkas HaGazis and took care of business. Taisus says that the way to reconcile these two gemaras is that, yes, overall, they left the Lishkas HaGazes, they left Harabayas, they stopped donning Dine Nefoshes. In the event that they saw it necessary to do a Dine Nefoshes, it was either like a clear-cut case, or it was an egregious case, or something that required immediate attention, then they reconvened the Lishkas HaGazes. After Chorban Abayas, that option wasn't available to them. That's what Taisus says. So says the Gemara, what they did was, was they vacated... They vacated Lishkas Hagazis so that they can stop down in Dine Nefoshes. My time, why? Came with the Chazit, the Nefishel Urotzchin. Since there were so many, since there were so many murderers, they couldn't judge them. What does it mean they couldn't judge them? Rashi and Sanhedrin says we, we didn't have the, the docket space. To done so many din and fashes. It was so rampant, we Pasha couldn't handle the caseload. That's what Rashi says. The other, Tysus uh, says that no, we know that a bezin that kills more than every seven or 70 years is a bezin of Reitzchem, and they do be considered a bezin of Reitzchem. So they just got out of the business of, of judging din and fashes. So, so says the Gemara, we're still in the middle of a Bryce. We're going to have to stop here for tonight. We're still in the middle of a Bryce. So says the Gemara that that we're, we're in a math zahir. The first number in the math is 180 years before Chorban Abayis. 
Rome took over, and 40 years, which is the last stage of this price before the Chorban Abayis, the Sanhedrin vacated the Lishkas Agazes, will continue with this mass Hezbin tomorrow. How did they have 